Welcome back to another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. Yes, sir. We're back. We're back. G-Man's got them flows that's replenishing And grams of that dro, that's my medicine I've never been uh, afraid of other MCs Cause I diminish them Mortal Kombat say to mine, nigga, cause I finish it I'm a creep so deep like a heartbeat Like a bench player, man, you never wanna start me Not hardly do you Yo, 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 welcome back everybody To another episode of the Hip Hop Heads Podcast H-Cubed up in this bitch Yeah uh, You know who it is, it's your boy Cooper And your man Chris Ben based up in this bitch We're Back in this bitch, man And, and we back at y'all with a Brand new uh, album review. Um, would this go. be included in the classics? Or would this nah, be? No, this is one of the newer is, ones, right? This, yeah, this is technically more of a newer album. <laughs> okay. I mean, it came out, what, 2012? 2012, right? Yeah. Yep. So uh, we're going to be talking about uh, doing a little <coughs> bit of a review on Mr. Yeah. King Kendrick, Kendrick yes, Lamar's uh, Good Kid, Mad City. Um, we both listened to this album probably a ridiculous amount of time. Oh, let me tell you. When it first came out, shit, it was on Let me tell you. Let me tell you about when it first came out, yo. So, you know, it's funny, right? So, for those of y'all that don't know, and I don't even know if you know, but this is actually, honestly, one of my favorite albums of all time. Oh, word. Yeah, honestly, is it, cause I, I remember, it's one of the things that I remember the first time I heard it. I remember, you know, how it made me feel. I remember it. I don't know. I like, I like shit that makes me feel, you know what I mean? Whether I'm, no, whether, I know what you mean. whether I'm watching it, whether I'm listening to some shit. And, and I remember the first time uh, uh, listening to it, and it was just like, God damn, the first song from the, from the first, uh, you know, with the intro, with the weird little, ooh, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. the background and shit. Of course. I was like, yo, like, like what's what's really about to be said right here? You know what I mean? Like, what's, what's, what's about to go on? Like, because I had actually heard of Kendrick before prior. Okay. My boy had tried to put me on him uh, when, when Section 80, I don't know if you've heard of Section 80. I, yeah, I've heard of it. Yeah, so he tried to put me on uh, when, that's, when that uh, mixtape was up, and... Excuse me, for one reason or another, I just, I wasn't really fucking with it, right? Got you. And, um, I remember everybody was talking about Good Kid Man City, Good Kid Man, like I see it on Twitter, I remember when, when it first came out, and honestly, I forgot about Kendrick, right? But everybody was talking about, oh, you know, Good Kid Man City, classic, 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 whatever, right? Nigga, the first joint I listened to, dog, Shireen, which was the first joint. Yeah. It was a rap, dog. So definitely, you know, I, I, I was definitely... Excited to uh, review this album. Honestly, like I said, one of my favorite albums, and uh, can't wait to get into it. Man. For sure. Now, I remember when I first heard this album, I actually hadn't heard of Kendrick at that point. Okay. And so it was a completely, it was a completely new artist for me and a completely right. new listen. So it was just like when I first heard it, I was just like, wow, this nigga can actually spit. Like, there's not that many niggas these days that are out here spitting like this. Right. Like, this is some straight old school like storytelling. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of storytelling vibe on this yep. jump. And I was just like, I mean, like the first joint, the first story, Shireen. That's the Jones first right, one. Right into- it's like damn near every song on this joint is like a story that you would yeah. be sitting there telling with your friends. Right. And um, I, I was gonna save it until we got to that point, but I want to say probably one of the most impressive songs about it, uh, in that sense. Is actually the song "Sing About Me." I'm dying. Oh first. hell yeah! Because he's hell rapping yeah. from other people's perspective, point of perspectives about, yeah. him, about him. About him. Yeah. And so, like the joint that really got me, and I have to say, like I hadn't listened to this joint in a while, so I was listening to it, and he was talking about the dude and how the dude was like a big fan and everything, and how yeah. they were gonna link up and all of a sudden, pow, pow. It's right. Like unless I get, we're gonna we're gonna link up unless I get shot first, and then the nigga got right. shot like two seconds later. Yep. So like I was just like, yo, this whole shit is dope, dog. Yeah, and, and for those that uh, that um that. Either haven't heard the album or have heard. Should we talk about pretty much what the, what the album is about? Like the whole story first. Yeah. So, so pretty much, right? This album follows Kendrick as a as a teenager growing up in Compton, um, pretty much doing what I'm pretty sure every other teenager Compton I'm was saying. doing. You know, trying to get his dick wet. 
You know what I'm saying? Trying to be, you know, with the homies and shit. Just and doing dumb shit. Just doing dumb shit. And, and, and I feel like that, that's pretty much more or less the general, you know, base of the, of the album, but it goes a lot deeper, uh, you know, the more you go into the, into the album. But I think what, what was interesting about this joint, right? Is, I don't know if you noticed this, but the songs aren't really in chronological order, which I was, honestly, huh. I, I would love to ask Kendrick as to, why he placed certain songs where he placed them. Okay. Um, I don't think they were badly placed, but I'm just, I, I don't get why, like, cause if, if you listen to it, right, the first song when he's, when he's, uh, uh, called Shireen, when he's, when he's on his way to go, uh, visit the girl and shit, right? Um, yeah. at the end of the, at the end of the, at the end of the verse, or at the end of the, um, the end of the song, he says, two niggas, two black hoodies, I froze my phone ring. And then that part continues later on in the album. It's not even the very next song. After the first song um, ends, you know, they, they talk about him uh, or, or, or it kind of it ends it abruptly because you don't know what happens. And then it goes into Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe, which honestly, I think is the one song in the album that really doesn't have anything to do. Like, it's, I, like at least from the from the point of view of the actual song, I don't think is in in the story. You know what I mean? It's kind of like because Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe, if you listen to it, it doesn't really have anything to do with it. It has more to do with him, you know, being famous and dealing with with. Uh, with the fame, you know, yeah. more than anything. But um, okay, I see, I, I'm, 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 I see your point. I'm, I'm definitely interested in that. And the next time, you know, you take a listen to the joint, uh, try to peep that, like, the joints, like, they're not really, like, I don't, it's kind of confusing at first, but then I feel like it all comes together at the end and shit. Okay. So, but definitely, um, I guess let's jump into the uh, the first one that I fuck with, which is which just so happened to be the first song, <laughs> which is Shireen. Um, I feel like the storytelling on this joint is crazy, dog. Like, oh, yeah, for sure. Like, like, nigga. Yo, the beat was nasty on this Oh, yeah, too. hell yeah, hell Honestly, yeah. I can't say any, I really can't say anything bad about this song. No. Like, um, I could, the only thing I could really say was, it, it's still annoying to me about this song is the fucking shit at the end. Like, the, the voicemail. Oh, okay. Like, okay that's okay. the only part that gets on my nerves about this song. But yeah. everything else about this song is so fucking legit. Yeah, dog. Everything, like, you know, you know why, dog? Because I feel like everybody has been that nigga that's going the extra length, the extra mile to get their dick wet, dog. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Go, like, you know, going to an apartment with a bunch of niggas at the front lobby and you just like, ah, damn. You and already uh, traveled miles uh, and shit. Miles, hopped on two buses. <laughs> Fuck it, you know what I mean. So not like you want that last <laughs> little bit of gas. Yep, definitely. You know, she sent you them pictures, like picture them titties. You know what I'm saying. I don't have enough gas to drive out to Bowie and back, but you know nope. what? What I, we're gonna do is we're gonna attempt we, it. We're gonna attempt. <laughs> hey, everybody's been there, though. So <laughs> now, nah, but also isn't though like vicious song. I felt like it was uh, it was definitely like hella relatable, and and just yeah, the storytelling sure. was vicious. Wordplay was vicious. Everything was just like I envisioned everything happening as he was telling it. And it really drew me into the album, I feel. And I think it did what every first song should do, which is just set the tone for the album. And I really think it did that. That is true. Now, you know, like, we've we've been discussing this for a while now. And, you know, I like, like, a good, strong, right. like, upbeat, good tempo song for the first jump. But, like, did, like legitly the lyrics for that make up for the fact that this isn't, like, the most powerful upfront song. Right. And it's just, like, you can sit there and you just get mesmerized. It's one of those jokes where you sit back and you're listening and you're like... It's like a, a real eerie kind of song, yeah. too. It's like, uh, like especially when in the beginning with the little... Like, yeah. it's like, yo, like... But he's got that element to a lot of different yeah, songs he does, on he does. this joint. Like, he does. a lot of kind of different joints are kind of haunting and eerie. And yeah, kind of, so. definitely, definitely. But, um, yeah, that was definitely... I think that joint was a hell of a way to start the album. Um, You know, it kind of leaves you with a cliffhanger at the, at the end of the, at the, yeah. end of the song. 
You don't really know what happens. Two niggas, two black hoodies, it froze my phone right. And then it cuts off into into the voicemail part. Um, which I guess going into the second song that I fuck with, which just so happens. I'm sorry, y'all. I might have to talk about every song <laughs> on this album, dog. You know, but. We've been there before. It is what it is, y'all. Yeah. I'm pretty sure y'all gonna be out right with that. Bitch don't kill my vibe. Um, like I said, I, in my opinion, right, this is one of the songs that's not, uh, really intertwined with the whole, uh, story of the album, which yeah. I, I'm kind of. I'm so, like not surprised, but I'm I'm just a little uh, curious as to you know how you went about you know putting out the album together. But um, yeah, definitely. Vicious don't kill my vibe. I feel like the hook is 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 vicious. It's one I, of the most memorable hooks. Oh yeah, Vicious don't kill my vibe. Like it, it like come on, it y'all. can be used for so much. Yeah, yeah, nah, dead ass, dead ass. Now nah, really can though, but um, yeah, now nah, like you know this show pretty much talks about Kendrick and just dealing with you know him being famous and yeah. and and. More or less not being like it's your typical rapper and you know shit like that and um I don't know like you said the, the the hook is just memorable as fuck and uh I feel like everybody's felt that way like yo I got this weed right here I'm chilling <laughs> with some music I ain't trying to fuck with y'all right for now for real real don't so, kill my vibes like I'm out here chilling yeah absolutely man um now know. I'll say backseat freestyle that's the third track right. like that was one of the ones that I really didn't fuck with at first but like. Like literally again, the lyrics won me over. Oh yeah, track. and yeah. I mean, it's like that for every song that I've had not I initially <laughs> didn't like right. on this record. Like I started liking them because they're so lyrical. Now I will say one of the only things I don't like about this record is that some of these songs are like two and a half minutes too long. Because <clears throat> excuse me, they're like all extra long. Some of them are extra long and some of right. them aren't. But um, but I mean like, and that's just kind of a weird inconsistency with the album, which makes for weird listening. Because sometimes I'm just like, wait a minute, did I just hear the same thing over again? Right, right, right. Um, but I mean, other than that, like everything is pretty fucking smooth on this album, and that's another reason why I feel like you can get lost in the tracks that are like that. It's just because it's just like, wait a minute, did this song just repeat, or yeah. am I tripping, or is it blah blah blah? But no, it's just a really fucking long song. Right. Well, and, and, and a lot of times too, and I feel like this is something that not every artist does, and I feel like this is kind of something that's really like. I guess over, overlooked is like beat selection. I, I personally feel right like the beat selection should all kind of more or less resemble itself a little bit. Yeah. Because I feel like it, if it's too different, you know what I mean. I feel like it doesn't really mesh well. You know what I mean. I feel like all the all the beats in this album really really mesh well and they do actually. And I mean, there's like there's no overall. I mean, there's a couple of bangers on this joint. Yeah. Like, like there's no there's no real real. Yourself hard, heavy, like, bombs over Baghdad type right. beat or anything like that. Right. Um, which is interesting for this album. But, yeah. I mean, it kind of goes with the Cali aesthetic, the cool, yeah, hot nah. head, chilling out, you know, kind of perspective and that's and that's something that mode. that's one thing that, that I've really been... So, would you say, right, like, I've honestly, right, I might care to eat for this, but I'm not a big fan of West Coast hip-hop and, like, and like how... You know, I, just that that whole style. You know what I mean. But the funny thing is, I don't I don't hear that in Kendrick. Like, would you say you hear that in Kendrick's? Uh, no, like Kendrick for the most part, he doesn't really sound too West Coast, right? Um, I mean, there's elements to his music that are definitely West Coast, right, more right. side, more along with the beats and stuff like that, right? Versus actually what he says. But nah, for the most part, I feel like uh, I feel like Kendrick is he's the most non-sounding West Coast West Coast rapper. Right? That there is. Okay. All right. So like, <laughs> I knew I wasn't tripping. Yeah. Sure. I, I always thought like, yo, like I'm gonna be honest with you, dog. Like I'm not a big fan of this like E40. You know what I'm saying? Or even like you know YG. You know I, I fuck with YG, but his music I don't know his music isn't really all that. 
Like it's not it's not that appealing to me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. I mean, YG has his moments. I mean, as does E40 with certain different. True, songs. true enough. But I mean, it's just like it's just that sound that like I mean, it's kind of a regional sound like how we everybody Yo. here loves Go Go. Yo, like, I, nobody really fucks with son, it. So you know what's funny? I was just about to say that because uh, my boy he's from over here and shit, and he he went to Cali to to go stay with one of my friends who moved over there, right? Oh, okay, word. And um. Dog, everything is so different over there as far as like what niggas listen to and shit and like the culture and shit. Like, like n- niggas, like there's songs over there, right, that we won't even have heard of that them niggas like worship and shit. Like yeah. everybody over there. And I guess the same thing over here, like. I mean, yeah, that's true. Cause I mean, <clears throat> a lot of the shit that flows out of New York is, I mean, I, I really can't say nowadays, but back in the day, right. like we heard a whole rack of shit. Like, I mean, I feel like. There, there was just out, especially like any of the sound bombings or the DJ clues or any of that right. stuff. That was hot. That was hot back when I was in like middle school, high school. And that was just shit that you got out of New York. And there right. was no way that they were rocking that in Cali. Right, but then right, again, right. we weren't really rocking Ice Chief and all them, that yeah. out back here back in the day. So it wasn't as big out here. Would you say that that's changed to like as far like what each coast listens to? Like not now. I that- would say it changes just because like the times change. I mean, like anything, everything's gonna change at one point or now, another. What but- I'm saying though is right. Like, like the fact that like you know we have the internet and all that shit now. Like, you think that makes somebody on the East Coast more likely to listen to somebody like you know YG or whoever the fuck. Yeah, for sure. Just because ease of access. I mean, I think the, the main reason we didn't get to listen to a lot of shit back in the day was because the radio played what the radio played, and that's what we heard. That's true. And you bought whatever CDs. You just never knew what it, Right, right. You didn't know about these other artists unless you were told about it or you came across it. Or I guess unless they got big enough. Like unless they got big or... enough to get on like MTV and shit like that back in the day. Right. But I mean, once it kind of got you know MTV more towards like my teenage years, like it was a lot easier to come across rap, especially right. on TV, because they had yo MTV raps. Uh, which got bigger throughout the 90s. And then they had Rap City, The Basement, right, and yeah, shit like yeah, that on yeah. BET. So it was way more accessible, and it was only hip-hop-centered, so they could center on hip-hop from everywhere. Like, it was all-encompassing hip-hop, at least United States-wise. Right, right, right. So, I mean, it made it a lot easier to know who was out there, but... Like I mean, like I just like I said, it was just because of ease of access. Now, like you can, if you if you hear of an artist, you can be like, oh, where's this person from? Oh, California. Okay, let me just get their thing. Did, did, right. Did. And in two seconds, you've downloaded their whole discography. Yeah, not sure. <laughs> so, like, you ain't lying. I remember it used to take a whole day. You used to have to leave it, leave it downloading before you left the school. Oh yeah. Hopefully, by the time you came back. The whole torrent was done. Dog, now, nigga, you click download. That shit is done before you check if it's starting to download. Exactly. That's fucking insane. You see, you, you, you gonna look on someone on one other page. By the time you flip back, that joint is like ninety nine one hundred. Yep. I mean, that's how it's shout supposed out, to be. Shout out to the internet, man. Hell yeah, to the plug. Still to hanging plug. around. Still hanging around. Still trapping it out. Still fight, fighting back. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Definitely. Anyways, um, I guess we'll move on to the next joint that um, I guess I wanted to talk about. Uh, what you think about Money Trees? Uh, Money Trees. That's like uh, one of my favorite songs on the album. I can't yeah. think. Uh, I will say the art of peer pressure, uh, like you said, like we said before, it's just. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, the art of peer pressure is just like it's the story of all of us being young. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like honestly, me and my niggas for deep in the white Toyota. Yeah, everything that you can think of that you did with your boys or your homegirls back in the day. Right. It's just the shit that they're talking about, but it's their version of it. Their version. Yeah, not not. Hey, you know what's funny? That's so true, though, because any whether you grew up in the hood or whether you grew up. In the suburb, or whether you grew up in some shit, I felt like for the most part everybody got into some kind of shit growing up. And you always had friends that was talking you into doing dumb right, shit. Dumb shit. I still clearly remember my homeboys. There's this, there's this old, uh, it's a middle school now, but it was closed back in the day. Uh, it used to be Belt. What's it called? Loiterman now. 
Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's and, right. And um, back in the day before they opened it, they reopened it. We used to go up on the roof. Yeah, that shit was close for a minute. We used to drink, and right. Smoke and everything. So one time we went up there, and I remember I fucking rolled my ankle real bad because oh. instead of instead of lowering my ass down <laughs> off of the roof ledge, I just decided to go ahead and jump, uh. and I landed and rolled my ankle automatically. And I was like this uh. close because I fell to the side. I was in, I was inches from falling down the flight of stairs. <laughs> <laughs> I fucked up my whole shit. But as it was, I had to go. Get, I had to go to the hospital and put an air cast on my foot, and I had to for like five weeks. That's it was terrible, ridiculous, man. Hey, yeah, no, so did your friends get you into? Yeah, hey, look, kids, man. Look, man. Do the stupid shit that your friends try to get you into because the truth is, it's stupid. But you know what? They build character. Exactly. And even if you get in trouble, you're a youngin'. You ain't and really you got a good story to tell when you're like 35. <laughs> exactly. But anyways, <laughs> money trees. I mean, money that's trees. just a that's just a fucking hit. Like, I I can't think of anybody who doesn't like that song. Oh yeah, no, absolutely. And, uh, 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 J Rock is featured on this joint. I know a lot of people hadn't heard of J Rock before. Uh, I think it's called King King's Dead. King's Dead, yeah, yeah. from the Black Panther soundtrack. Yeah, I think which I think he killed that verse. He murdered it. By the way, did you see that that meme that they sent out where it was like when you're listening to uh to King's Dead and it's J Rock's verse? Oh, and yeah. everybody's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was like, but when Future Verse yeah. come on, and then he starts to go la da 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 da, niggas are just looking at him like the fuck. Yeah, nah, man. <laughs> Shaking their heads like nah. Duh. That's yo. We, we gotta dedicate our whole podcast to that song, dog. Like, there's <laughs> oh, levels, there's levels to that whole entire song, including the music video. I'm saying, you know what I mean. That but, video, that video is wild too. If yeah. y'all ain't seen it, y'all need to go look it up. Yeah, nah, that joint is official. But nah, that J Rock verse, man, woo, boy. Yeah. But yeah, now this was actually the first, the first time I had ever heard of J Rock. Um, and then uh, I want to say I heard of J Rock on another joint, which came out. Before this album did, which was on like Grand Theft Auto or some, you know, how, like you could listen to the radio on Grand Theft Auto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that, I remember I heard I heard him on that joint. He could spin, man. I, I fuck with J. Rock. Nah, J. Rock. His CD is nice though. If you, I don't know. If I, you haven't, I haven't heard it now. Nah, you need to get that joint. That joint's nah, pretty I am, vicious. I'm about to take a listen to that joint. Uh, now, Poetic Justice featuring Drake is the next joint. Um, this this one, song I didn't like at first because right. number one, the sample is from Janet Jackson, Anytime, Anyplace, and that's just such a fucking like that was the that was one of the songs that you like you know when you with your girl when you was like in <laughs> like late like late middle school early high school it's one of the things right. don't you put on to try and make out with her and right, right, you know right. try and hook up with her and all that stuff so i have memories attached to that song right. then here come here come drake's voice over it <laughs> and that just fucks with my whole shit when he did that shit with the Aaliyah song i was just like the, the i'm missing you joe like right, i was right. just like no 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 you fucking with faves, man. Because, <laughs> like, fuck it. I'm a Janet Jackson fan. I'm mad because I was broke when she came around town. Right, right, right. right, right, right. <laughs> I'm like, I need to find out where the fuck she going next nearby. But, um... I'm not gonna lie. I didn't know. I didn't know this. I knew it was a sample, but I didn't know who. Uh, I oh, had yeah. never heard the sample. Definitely, I, I'll I'll show it to you. All right, bet, done. Bet, bet. But uh, but yeah, no, like um, initially that was what I didn't like about the song, and I didn't, okay. I didn't like the sample, and I didn't like the fact that Drake was on it. Okay. Uh, and I just kind of turned me off to the song, but then after listening to the song more than one time i was just like yo okay i can't front this song is vicious uh they did a good job with the sample using the yes. sample they did a good job rapping over it even drake's corny behind sounded good on this joint yeah so i mean not really much that i can say bad about this song uh but it is definitely one of the songs that i had to turn my i had to turn my mind around about because i wasn't i wasn't i wasn't prepared to like it off the simple fact that drake was on it look i'm i'm, I'm gonna be honest right so this is actually now one of my 
It's, I feel like every song is one of my favorite songs. <laughs> but this is one of my favorite songs. It's one of those album. albums, man. It's one of those albums, and I, and, and I feel like that's why it's so great, dog. But um, you know, when it, when the when the album first came out, this is one of the singles on that that was out. So maybe that was one of the reasons. That's one of the reasons why um, you know, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of it at first. But what, like you said, once you really get to listening, like don't get me wrong, Drake, I think Drake's verse was good, right? But Kendrick's uh. Who had the first verse and especially his 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 second verse, which is the last verse in the song? Yeah, I think he killed that joint. Like, there's like levels to the whole metaphors he's you know putting out there. It's just it's just crazy. He's like, actually pretty good with metaphors and wordplays and similes. Yeah, I think it's similes that metaphor whatever. I don't know. I mean, you know all that shit where all he's that fucking around shit. with the words. Now, oh yeah, Drake is actually pretty nice about it when he's rapping. Yeah, like, like yeah. when he's actually rapping, he's pretty good. Um, now, good kid. Number seven. Now you said before we start yeah. talking. Yeah. All right. So <laughs> before you know, we all right. So like like I said, you know, this is one of my favorite albums. But I feel like there's certain songs you never really give a chance to. You know what I mean on, on an album. That's true. And I'm gonna be honest. This is one of those songs because I, I'm just not that big of a, a fan of the beat. You know what I mean? Okay. And, and I, I want to say it's a Pharrell because I know Pharrell's on it, but I think it's Pharrell produced as well. Um. But yeah, I don't know. It just it never really attracted me, dog. But like, you know, now that you know, we had to listen to the joint. Yeah, isn't it? Kendrick went in, dog. Yeah, he went in on the whole joint, and it's just yeah, he builds up on it. Yeah, like, no, he does. It's he like does. it's like he's rapping all calm, and his voice gets kind of like louder and more aggressive. And then by the time he's like at the break, he's just like, and you and then he's just going in, and it's just like. Wow, and then he just cuts it off. The good kid, man. Man City. And yeah. then it's like, it goes, it just drops automatically right down. You, you it's know what? so vicious. You know why I like it too? Cause I feel like I appreciate it more for the fact, for what it really is, because it, it's more or less like a title, uh, track, more or less. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? And it kind of summarizes what the whole album is about, which is, him being not really a bad kid, but he's yeah. just kind of what he's around. He lives in the cr- he, he lives in a crazy city. He lives in a crazy city. He's trying city. to do a good thing. He's trying. Right. To, he's trying to. He's trying to do him and be good and be great in this bad in this, city. in this bad environment. Yeah. Which you know, which is pretty much what the song talks about. Pretty much talking about you know, fuck am I supposed to do when the blinking in red and blue? Yada yada yada. Exactly. But definitely, um, this is one of the songs that really I came out around to. Um, wasn't the biggest fan at first, but I ended up fucking with it. Okay, definitely. Now. Um, next, next song is Mad City, and I don't know how to pronounce this person's name. I guess MC8. MC8? Okay. Yes. Thank you. Cause I was just like, that is, there's no, there's like one vowel. <laughs> or, no, there's two vowels, I, I, and they're right next to each other. I'm I like, wanna say, fuck? I wanna say it somehow has something to do with some kind of gang affiliation and why they spelled it that way, but. Probably. Probably. Probably can't use OGs because of somebody's name some, or some shit. Something like that. Like that. Uh, anyway. Uh, this song, I love the beats of this joint, and I mean, the way it starts too, man. And I'm, everybody, though, everybody who's listening to this, I know y'all heard the beginning of this song, "If Pyrus and Cribs." Yep. Uh, like it, it's one of them joints that like they'll play at a at a party or like at a concert to get the the crowd hype, and yep. it, so it, it's one of them joints. Yeah, and uh, I love the way <clears throat> Kendrick's flow actually hits. Like the, I want to say it was almost like a, st- a staccato type flow where he's just very like. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah, brace kinda, yourself, I'll kinda, take you on exactly, this trip down memory lane. So um Yeah, that, that was that was pretty vicious, I'm not gonna lie. And you can tell the emotions in this song, and it's yeah. just like 
every time you hear him get emotional in a song, like you can tell it's real. It's not really contrived, but at the same time, he has this odd sound to his voice yeah. when he's like really, really emotional. All right, so how do you feel about? Because I feel like some people, right, when it comes to Kendrick, that's one of the things that they clown him on is like the whole little alien voice mixed with the whole him, you, you know, like changing. Yeah. Like, how do you feel about that? You feel like I it mean, adds to the song in a good way, or or, or could you I think do it without? Depends, it? it depends on the song, like the one where it sounds like he's actually crying on the jump, where I think he's like talking that's on, about. It's on um. Oh, the, it's butterfly. Yeah, it's a Pimple butterfly. That one where he's like crying on it, but it's like a song where it's it's like he's talking about like a I think. I want to say it was like a dead friend or a dead father or dead dead somebody that he's talking about that he misses. Like uh-huh. you can hear the emotion in the voice about whatever it is that he's talking about, right? Uh, and that he's kind of fucked up about it while he's rapping about it. But like uh, for the other voices, I mean, you got niggas that do voices all the time. That's like, true. I mean, you want the worst offender, Nicki Minaj. She <laughs> That's true. A fucking harem of voices that she throws on wax. Wax. So like, I don't really mind when people throw other voices because that lets you know that they have like a sense of humor. That's true. A little goofy and shit like that. Or, or that not, they-, they don't take themselves too too seriously not only that but i feel like that like you know you, you venture to go outside the box to, to try to make your shit sound a little you know different in exactly a sense. and i feel like because that is like the kendrick thing the whole little weird alien voice yeah. you know what i'm saying and, and i like it like at first it was a little it threw me off but once i realized how good of a rapper he was yeah it kind of just made it more interesting than i mean you know? it, and it was the same way with eminem with me it was one of, one okay. of the reasons i yeah, like I eminem was because he like back in the day he used to have those songs where he'd be talking to himself Ooh. like he was talking to a split personality or whatever uh or he was just randomly just oh and he, would, and he would change his voice up yeah he would change his voice to like a high almost nasally pitched voice right. as his inside yeah, voice yeah, yeah. so like i just thought that that was hilarious but it was just the, the way that he did it and the way creative as fuck lyrically that he did it it was creative as hell, hell yeah. so i always liked that shit like that was uh but i mean it's just uh when you, when you can do it creatively yeah. and be good about it, it's cool. But when you just sound corny, and yeah, I, I agree. Like I agree. Trying too hard, then I agree. When is it? When is a reason for the for the weird voice? Yeah, I, I, agree. Yeah. I agree. And you know what? I, I want to say even Kendrick does that. Like he uses his uh, like he'll change his voice up when like it's like his conscious talking to him or some shit like that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Like uh, in, in in one of the songs, uh, swimming pools. I think is actually the next song. <laughs> Talk about a goddamn uh segue. Segue. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Anyways, uh, yeah, Swimming Pools, which um, was the biggest uh, single, I want to say, for the album. I want to say that's my one of my favorite Kendrick songs, period. Oh, yeah, 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 nah, definitely. I, listen to, I just listened to that song. That song is just, let me it t- zones you out. Let me it tell chill, you. It's cool. Let me tell you, God. This is one of them songs, right, that I really thought was one of the least, uh, like, deeper songs. Mm-hmm. Right? I thought it was really about just getting fucked up. But if you really listen to the joint, right? Like, cause like, it's, and, and it's one of them songs, right, which I think is so vicious about it, like, and that's why I'm, like, it, it just blew my mind when I first, like, really heard it, right? Because, like, on the first listen, you think he's talking about, oh, yeah, you know, getting lit at a party type shit, yeah. da, 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 da. But then I realized that he's really talking about, like, getting lit at a party, but realizing that he's like, yo, I probably shouldn't be doing this shit, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, this shit isn't isn't what's gonna be the answer to my problems, more or less. Exactly. Talking about his grandfather had the problem, his father right. had the problem. Now he got the problem. Now he like, got the problem. Yeah, exactly. So, um, and, and one thing I really liked about uh about this version was that it's I guess it's an extended version. I don't know if you heard it uh, all yeah. the way. Mm-hmm. And um, pretty much that that's how it breaks it down. That he gets really you know fucked up at a party, and then that's when he's realizing while he's throwing up that he's like, yo, this isn't what I was looking for. You know what I mean? Yeah, like this man. isn't. And you know it's funny. I feel like. It's so relatable, dog. Cause I'm, we've all had them, them times, dog. Where you know we've, you know we've gotten fucking lit just to try to, you know, you know, silence some shit in our heads or whatever yep. the fuck. And then you realize when you throwing up in that fucking toilet, 
Nigga. Now you feel bad physically and mentally. And mentally, yeah. <laughs> so, um, nah, but on top of that, you know, on top of, of, of the message and anything, the song rocks, though. The yeah, song man, rocks, it, it vicious. Rocks Every party you had, they go, you know, I, you can't tell me in 2013 the genre wasn't playing. And maybe even now still. But definitely, I, I, I bang with this genre hard. For damn sure. And now the next song, number 10, is Sing About Me, I'm Dying First. This song is probably the most realest song on the album. It's oh, probably yeah. the most sincere track oh, on yeah. this joint. Uh, and first of all, like, the first, it splits, it's put into two different songs, really. Right. And the first song has this ridiculously sick, jazzy beat. And it's just it's just disgusting. You can listen to that beat all day, dog. Yeah, you can. You easily, literally easily. And, and, and it's such a like I feel like that's, that's another beat that's kinda like eerie. Like it, it's like a good feeling, like I don't know, it's a weird like but it's a good beat, you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Now uh, this song is sick because as I said before, it's like the nigga is rapping from other people's perspectives about himself. Right. And so it gets mad deep. I think it's like four people on the joint that he's rapping as. Yeah, well no, uh, I think it's two, and then the last, the last one in the verse is himself. If I'm not mistaken, okay. But um, was cre- what which, what I didn't realize until re- me really listening to it again, this this uh for the review, right? That the whole time the first verse, the guy who's talking, mm-hmm. is the guy whose brother died, more or less because of him. You know what I mean? Because like if you listen to the uh, at the end of uh, swimming pools and yeah. the whole little story, you know how like his man's died. Yeah, that's his brother. Okay. And and he's the one who's who's reciting the more that's whose point of view the uh, first verse is okay. which which kind of makes it kind of more interesting, you okay. know what I mean? So Okay, I got you. I ain't catch that until uh oh, see until, there's levels to there's this level, shit. Dog, there's levels there's levels to this Kendrick levels. shit, dog. But nah, definitely um yeah, like so the the first verse I think is is vicious talks about, you know, him, you know, I guess Kendrick being, you know, the man now popping this shit and yeah. then you know, he has homies in the hood and, you know, he kind of, they kind of feel like they kind of, he forgot about them type shit. And, you know, especially the first verse, he's probably, he's almost like, he doesn't want to put the blame on Kendrick for what he did because he knows that he didn't do it on purpose. But he's yeah. kind of like, you know, getting that remorse or that, that, that resentment off yeah. of his chest more or less. And then sure. at the end of the verse, he ends up, you know, dying, yeah. which is a, a vi- like at first it kind of, I really didn't know what he was didn't going on. Right, right. He made, <laughs> right. It, he he made, made it to like, like, he was like a word 15 away from, bars. Yeah, he, he was about to finish bar- the verse. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Nah, but, um, yo, there's levels to this song. Though. I feel like it really is, I honestly, it's probably one, what, one of my favorite songs. I know I said that 15 times already, yeah. but deep ass song. Um, the second verse, uh, talks about, um, cause he, he has a song on, on the joint called, uh, Section 80. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's called Keisha Story. Okay. And, uh, that's what the, the second verse was referring to when he says, uh, you wrote a song about my sister on your album called Section 80 and the story resembled Brandon's got a baby or some shit like that, yeah. right? So, um, I think it's interesting that, like, pretty much it, it kind of goes a lot, uh, above and beyond like just the surface of, of like storytelling you know what i mean like you, you you heard about her sister now you hear about like you kind of get an idea of like what life in the hood really is you know what i mean like you have somebody who who you know died of prostitution and now her sister is more or less doing the same thing and exactly. headed down the right path so i feel like it's a crazy it, it's crazy how he's able to get all these emotions from all these different point of views all together while still being yeah Damn, Kendrick, you a talented. Oh nah, that nigga is crazy, though. That nigga is nuts, dog. But um, and then like I said, I think the last joint is uh is himself rapping, and then um, when it cuts into dying the thirst, I think that joint was uh I fuck with that beat too on that yeah, joint. Yeah, that joint was nasty. 
Which pretty much that joint just, you know. That was just, just like a mi- really militant, like, yeah. just like a cadence almost. Yeah. Um, but of course, lyrically, fucking mark that joint. Yep. So, what else you gonna say, Kendrick? Cause what that's what the nigga say? does. Like, yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, the real featuring Anna Wise is number 11. And she, Anna Wise has like a, like, I'm mean, like, we said some of the beats and stuff on this joint are kind of haunting and right, right, right. shit like that. Her voice kind of has that weird yeah, it haunting it does. to it. I and, wouldn't be surprised if she was the one who made that, that little, you know, that weird. Or maybe it was a sample, I don't know. But. Maybe. You know what? She was on that Lupe Fiasco joint. I know what it's like to be lonely. She's been on a couple of joints. Yeah. I, she, I swear I remember her. I, I've seen her name on a couple of different uh, rappers. I guess she be fucking with rappers. I mean, I, hey. I, don't, I mean, I don't really know her except for the girl who sings hooks on people's random shit. Nah, she... So, <laughs> <laughs> I want to say... Just real, dude. Nah, I'm not going to lie. I ain't know her for that... For anything else than that, until I looked her up, I, I want to say she's like the lead singer of some band. I'm not really sure which one. Oh, word. Okay. Let's ask the Google. At name. first, I thought she was just like, I thought maybe that was SZA's real name. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know what? That that would be crazy. That's not, that's a wild hot take right there. I'm saying. But uh, no, nah, this Joan is uh, like with the, the strange quality of her voice and like the way that this beat is and then it has the percussion that just kind of like right. I want to say maybe it's bongos or congos or some 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 type of drum that they're beating yeah, on the, 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 all through the background of that it is a little right. like the the drums aren't your typical hip hop you yeah, know right? man. I fuck with it I fuck yeah. with it it was it was hard it was it, definitely hard it's just a and I want to say probably this is a song uh, this actually no I'm pretty sure I like this one all the way through Oh yeah, uh, no, definitely. But I could definitely see that this this could have been one that I probably did. I would have I, I would have not liked it before, and then kind of like listened to it and was like, oh damn, no, this joint is vicious. You know why? No, because I feel like this song some like kind of just sums everything up and summarizes the whole album together. And you know, he talks about everybody from you know his homie, uh, you know, living on the block and shit, and you know him praising all this you know gang life that he's in when he really doesn't have any love for himself yeah and ultimately it all you know the song trickles down to that and you know when he talks about a certain girl you know not having love for herself and then him and not having love for himself at the end of it so um i think it's, it's just a vicious way to end the album and then it ends with uh you know the voicemails coming in from his mom you know making sure he's okay from the whole yeah. jumping shit and then he, you know his dad talks about you know oh, he finds out that his friend you know died he talks about you know being real isn't killing niggas. Being real is you know taking care of business and da da da. I don't know. It's just it, it's a vicious way to end yeah, the album. Man. Because like I don't know like even like though that back in the day message type. Yeah shit. yeah message yeah there you go. <laughs> Shout out what was it? Uh, uh, don't, don't be a, a menace. menace. <laughs> don't be a menace. Absolutely. Yeah, I was way too young when I first watched that movie. <laughs> <laughs> but but um yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine. <laughs> Cause I'm still fucked up over that movie, and I'm an adult. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, nah, I, vicious way to. It, 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 funny thing is, it ended the album, but I think there's one more joint after, right? It was uh, Compton. Compton, yeah, with Dr. Dre, and for this beat, Dre's name is all over it. Oh, like, absolutely, it's definitely easily. a Dre beat. Uh, it's it's one of the one of the bangers on this joint where the right. beat just rides hard. Um, no lie, the chorus is true. The chorus is true. People go to Cali for the women, the weed, and the weather. Oh, yeah. There's absolutely. no lie in that. Absolutely. <laughs> I haven't heard more of a factual statement in my life. 
So, uh, but and and actually, yo, Dre dropped a great verse. I know he didn't write it because he don't write his own verses. Right. But whoever wrote that joint wrote him a banging verse. So, yo, ha- has that, that been known forever that Dre? Did- I mean, I want to, I want to say so because I feel like people knew Easy E didn't write his shit back in the day. That it was a uh, Ice Cube. That or whatever. It was Ice Cube. Like I felt like I knew that. And really, yeah. And um, N.W.A. was before my time, so I don't oh, know. Shit. I wasn't him. I, I, I mean, I, honestly, I didn't know that Dre didn't write his shit until like I want to say like two years ago. Oh, word. Yeah. I, mean, I may just be schmizzed and lying on my ass, but you know, like I, for some reason, I I distinctly remember knowing. Nah, that. those times I I know that niggas niggas it's a, it's it's a like it's a knowledge it's yeah. something people know. I mean, that. and not everybody writes their own stuff. At least right. not every single word of it. Right, 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 right. But did, did Dre write some of his shit? Or? I have no idea if Dre actually wrote any of his own music. All right, now let me ask you this, right? Do you feel like because he was more, you see, all right, does that matter to you, like for as far as how you look at Dre? No. Why? Because it's just like I knew that Dre wasn't that much of a rapper. I mean, Dre barely rap. Even on, I mean, Dre has two CDs, and on the CDs he raps the like. Well, on the first CD he rapped a lot. On the second CD he raps the least out of everyone else on the CD. So it's his CD, but so it's, more, it's his CD, but it's more like a DJ Khaled uh, type thing, uh, except okay. for that he's he actually it. the the producer that is rapping on some of the songs too. Okay, okay. So I mean, to me, it doesn't bother me. It doesn't bother me that DJ Khaled doesn't rap. Honestly, I could give right. a damn. I, I as bad as he is, as annoying as he is, just <laughs> shouting his name, I wouldn't want to hear him trying to rap. Right, 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 so, right. At least when at least Dre has the ability to execute words given to him. I'm with you. Not sure that Khaled would be able to pull that off. I mean, right. he might be able to, but nah. Probably not. It. Probably not. As corny as that nigga is. Right. <laughs> nah, shout out to Khaled. I fuck with Khaled. Khaled. I fuck with you, Khaled, but you are corny as a motherfucker, dog. <laughs> I, I can see why you say it. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, now, I, I fuck with this song. I fuck with, uh, Compton. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, let me just talk about, uh, one of the, I, I want to say it was a bonus song, which is actually a remix of, uh, Bitch Don't Kill My Vibe. Okay. Um, I'm sure you've heard the joint with, the joint with Jay-Z. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yo. Haven't heard it in a while though. It's not on my copy. Oh my bad. <laughs> it's all good. I ain't mean to catch you off guard. Or nothing no, like you that. Good, you but, good. But <laughs> dog, I've heard it before. I know son, for sure. And the reason I want to bring it up, right, dog, hands down, hands down, God is my witness. I will be in heaven arguing with whoever's at the gates of heaven <laughs> that this is the best Kendrick verse of all time. Oh wow. Right. The la- the joint after Jay Z's verse and 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 come out by remix. Is the best ver- is the best Kendrick verse of all time, and I'm willing to I'm willing bring up any verse that you want, dog. There's no verse that I think he personally killed more than he killed that joint, and, and we'll, I'll I'll play it for you, and and, and okay. we'll, we'll we know we'll, we'll 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 see what we say about it. Okay. But in my opinion, that's his best verse ever. My honestly, my one of my favorite verses of all time is is crazy. I think it's just crazy, but um, and and honestly, I think he outrapped Jay Z in in the joint. So um, oh word, so. I mean, that's, but based on, like, don't get me wrong, Jay-Z's verse was tough, and Kendrick's verse wasn't at, I would say it was up, I would say Jay-Z's verse and Kendrick's first verse were, you know, right there. Par and par. Par and par. But, nigga, Kendrick was not about to let him have the last verse. (laughs) He's like, oh, you think you came and bodied this? Yeah, between you and me, you you and those niggas pissed, come on. (laughs) But yeah, alright. 
What do you what do you think about it out like as a whole? Man, I think overall this is a great album, especially for someone's first mainstream album. Right. Uh there's very few albums that I feel like come out and instantly ha- hit hard like this one did. Oh yeah, absolutely. I want to say the last full album that I listened to that hit this hard and I'm talking about it's been years probably get rich or die trying. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. For real. Like if I'm if I'm going to be 150% well, real Oh yeah, I would say yeah. Like, I mean, as as a rap album for real, like, nah, not many people have come out with their first effort out the gate with very little flaws in it. Like, right, period. absolutely, yeah, nah, absolutely, I agree. Um, now it, it's crazy because if you listen to like a lot of Kendrick's old stuff, like, it's so crazy how like when you see like an artist's progress. That, that's why I, I love seeing an artist's progression through years and shit, right? Yeah. Because like if you listen to Section Eighty and like even because. For those of y'all don't know, Kendrick is my favorite rapper, right? Um, you go before that to the, I think it's called the Kendrick Lamar EP. Okay. And then, you know, pretty much his first shit, right? Mm-hmm. You see what he, you, you hear what he did well, and you also hear what wasn't all that great. And I feel like he definitely just does what he does he well. He yeah. learned what he does well and just made that even better all the way and just, just never looked back, dog. And I feel like that's, that's something that, uh, that's what. That's something that really just continues to impress me about Kendrick. I feel like every year, as a, as a fan, you know, is that like, I'm always wondering what the like, nigga. I'm. I really have no idea what his next album is gonna sound like. If you really think about it, because like, I feel like ever since, ever since uh uh Butterfly came out, I feel like you never really know what you're gonna get with Kendrick. That's true because the Black Panther soundtrack, I think it threw everybody. For oh me. yeah. No one was expecting it to sound the way that it did, but it sounds so sick. Oh yeah, no, nah, and, and for him, for that being the first time him. You know, doing something like that, like putting a bunch of songs that he wasn't necessarily all the way on, yeah, together. I think that's that takes a hell of a lot of a time. Like, for real, for real. So, like, um, not many. I mean, like I said last time when we were talking about that album, there's not that many people that are rappers that have actually produced right an actual like soundtrack for a movie. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. like he's in, he's up there with high with good with good people. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and like you said, for this being his first, you know, real commercial release, I feel like it was uh it was a hell of a job. Uh. And I feel like I feel like I don't know Maybe a couple tweaks Here and there Like you know But I, I almost feel like This is a perfect first uh, uh, You know Just perfect first shot You yeah, know what I mean Like exactly. All net to me And considering that I came out of the gate Listening to this As the first thing I'd ever heard from Kendrick Right I had no preconceived notions I had no expectations Right I was almost expecting him To be another mumble rapper <laughs> <laughs> I, I I can understand that, especially in 2012. I yeah, can, I can see that. So, so what would you give a joint out of ten? Honestly, I would definitely give this joint an eight out of ten. Okay. Uh, the only thing, in my opinion, that knocks it down a couple of pegs is the uh, the um, the first skit. I feel like it shouldn't have been at the end of that song. It should have been like it could have been something at the very beginning as like a skit for the very beginning of the album for like right. an intro, or it could have been like a skit that led into the next song. But not necessarily tagged on song. to the back of this of that song. Uh, I also will take a couple of points. I mean, I'll take a point away for the just some of the length of some of the songs because some of the songs are just unnecessarily long. Okay. I mean, it, they sound great and there's good content in them, but like for real, you don't need a 12 minute song. And there's one song on the joint that's damn near 12 minutes. So right, right, right. <laughs> I'm with you. So. I think it's what I mean. I think y'all know what I'm gonna give it. Perfect time for me. <laughs> I can't say it's my favorite, one of my favorite albums, or my favorite album without 
You know, like, like, I, you know, it's funny. I was gonna give it a nine point five because I didn't think it was perfect because of the song that I wasn't the biggest fan of, which yeah. is Good Kid. Uh-huh. But I, like I said, I became a fan of it, so that was the only flaw for me was that song. <laughs> I bullshit you not, dog. Every time I listen to this album, because this, so the crazy thing about this album, right, is this is literally one of those albums. Pop the joint in, and you can listen to the whole joint, and it just it flows so yeah. nice. It's such a smooth listen to me, dog. And that was one of the songs I always skip. <laughs> Not anymore. Shout out Pharrell for that song, man. Shout out Kendrick. Um, perfect ten for me, dog. I feel like this album does what I feel like an album does should do for me. Like it, it, it made me feel. It just made. It just. It's it's crazy, bro. Like like you know like like I said, the first time I heard this joint was it was nuts to me. Like I like it's. And I, it really made me into the Kendrick fan that I am today. I feel like I said I wasn't the biggest fan, Section Eighty and all that shit, but um, definitely. This album did it for me. I think it did what your first album is supposed to do in in, in a perfect world. Gotcha. You, got you know you. what I mean? So, for, shout out to Kendrick. All right. Well, that's what's up. So, that's our but, take on this joint. If you don't mind, I think uh, I want to talk about... Have you heard the new Cardi song? I have not yet. Oh! I'm, I've been slipping. I've been, I've been busy as shit at work, dog. I, nah, I had I to catch up for like three days worth of work. I feel, <laughs> nah, because I wanted to ask you what you thought about it because it's like... I don't. Have you heard anything about it? Um, not really. I think I heard like a snippet of it, uh, but it wasn't enough to really even know what was going on. All right. Well, I guess we'll, we'll hear after the joint, and then we'll, sure. we'll talk about it on, on the next. Well, next week when, when we do a regular joint. Yes, sir. Segway, goddamn. Ah! So yeah, what is uh, y'all know? We always ask y'all to do if y'all have any strong yes, opinions sir. about the album. Let us know what you let think. us know. Uh, as you know, you can hit us up on our Facebook page at the Hip Hop Heads Podcast. Yes, sir. And you can also hit us up on Twitter or Instagram at HQ Podcast. And yes, it is all spelled out. Uh, anything else you want to say, sir? Um, free tax on. <laughs> free tax on. <laughs> Nah, be safe, beloved Yes, and from the USA and all around the world You know where to find us, we love you and Peace Peace